Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, it's the sound of rock cracking, and last week, yes, political rocks were cracking and almost like an avalanche coming down in our inner cities across America because of a tweet storm. Have you heard of that? A tweet storm, especially between Congressman Elijah Cummings and President Donald Trump, and Donald Trump called Baltimore, Maryland a rat-infested city, and there was all kinds of commentary across the mainstream media saying President Trump tweeted a racist tweet. Nowhere did he mention the color of skin, and yet they they say they keep saying he attacks the black and brown members of Congress, either the squad and now Elijah Cummings. And who attacked who first? Well, Elijah Cummings wanted to uh, subpoena president trump's records about uh his financial records before he became president and he says he's part of the oversight committee this is the same congressman elijah cummings who sealed records that barack obama to make sure people could not get to records of barack obama they were sealed by an act of congress uh, with elijah cummings leading the charge that's what the uh President Obama wanted, and he did that. Uh, now he wants the open records. He wants the open records from President Trump. Is that hypocrisy, or is it uh, socialism on steroids? I don't know. How's that socialist? If you know, you want one guy's records sealed and another politician's records open. But there, no matter what, there was a tweet storm. And and most Republicans sat on the sidelines and said, "Please, Mr. President, don't use, don't stir it up, don't do that language." And the mainstream media over and over saying racist tweet, racist tweet, and yet we know there was nothing mentioned about skin color, but there is a horrendous amount of accusations of condemnation of President Trump, and then when all this was going on about Baltimore. He switched uh, the uh, agenda to bring in some uh, black uh, inner city pastors and spiritual leaders. And guess what? They had a picture for them at a meeting uh, right outside the White House talking about the meeting. And Doc Holliday happens to know all four of those on the picture. There was Dr. Uh, Dean Nelson, part of the Frederick Douglass Society. And he was there, and I know Dean, Facebook friends with him, Dr. Harry Bishop Jr., and I've mentioned him in books I've written and met him over an house about 15 years ago, and have uh, steadily stayed in touch with him and and uh, 
and then and then there was Bill Owen, who's been on this show. Bill Owen's got a new book that'll be coming out soon, and Reverend Owen has been, like I said, a, a friend of mine for many years. And and then Dr. Alveda King was there, and these four were in the picture. And you know, Dr. Alveda King, if you listen to my show, yes, she's uh, she and I wrote a book together along with Dr. Alex McFarland. We talk about it. And say, if you don't have it, you need it. And we continue to say that. If you don't have Bedrock Truth, order that book. Go to my website and order it. But um, I I thought it was interesting that the president met with four of my friends. And then they were asked about their meetings. And we're going to play some clips. And this show, I want to take you back to what we are asking is president trump a racist and i have to tell you there's one thing that that dennis prager now he's jewish and he had something to say and we're going to bring that up toward the end but let me play you some of the clips they're going to be a little bit long but bill owens reverend owens went on the don lemon show on cnn now don hates president trump with a passion you can tell by night after night the the poisonous venom that comes out against President Trump on the Don Lemon show. And of course he's called him racist hundreds of times. And but he put Bill Owens on and uh and so we're gonna see what that sounds like. In fact, let's just uh, crank that clip up right now. It's gonna run about five minutes or so. But take a listen to this. Very important. And my friend Bill Owen with uh, Don Lemon on CNN. The president hosted twenty 20- faith leaders and pastors in the Oval Office today. One of those pastors says that their meeting was not damage control in the wake of the president's attacks on Congressman Elijah Cummings and the city of Baltimore. He's Reverend Bill Owens. I'm going to talk to him next. Welcome back, everyone, live from Detroit. The president met today with 20 African-American pastors and faith leaders behind closed doors at the White House. Joining me now, one of those pastors, Reverend Bill Owens, is the founder and president of the Coalition of African-American Pastors. Uh, Pastor, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Good evening to you. What did the president say about his attacks against uh, these leaders of color, and did any of the faith leaders raise concerns about that? Well, I think something was said in passing. Uh, I don't tune in to negative talk from any side. So uh, some things were mentioned, and I took the position that we as black pastors should go down to Baltimore and see what we can do to help. Uh, I'm not going to criticize if there's a need, because I was born poor when I was up until I was eight years old. Uh, I lived in a two-room house, no water, no lights, a pot belly stove in the middle of the, the kitchen, and uh, until I was eight years old. But and, uh, Pastor, so I go the, we have a delay, so pardon me for, for that. So I just want to, just for the sake of time, and I don't mean to cut you off here. The question was, what did the sure. president say about his attacks against those leaders of color, and did any of the faith leaders raise concerns about that? I don't remember him saying anything about leader, uh, colored leaders, uh, uh, leaders that are colored. Uh, there were some things discussed, uh, said, but I don't remember him referring to leaders of color. Did anybody there raise concerns about what he has been saying lately about uh, people like Elijah Cummings or anyone? Well, that was not the purpose of the meeting today. Today, the meeting was how can we help the black community? That is my concern. That was the purpose of the meeting. That is the reason I came to Washington, and that is my focus, helping 
our inner city young people especially, our children, our young people. So the president tweeted today that he was looking forward to his meeting with wonderful inner city pastors. Any concern for you that the president used this meeting with black leaders to insulate himself from that criticism? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that at all because I've been to the White House four times in five months. So it was nothing about insulating him from anything. He wanted to hear from us what our concerns were and what he could do to help us. So, Pastor, you've said some controversial things before. In 2012, you equated President Obama's support of same-sex marriage to supporting child molestation. You later walked that back. But that in itself is an outrageous statement. Why should anyone take you seriously? I've never said, I've never said that. I've never said that. I have never said that. I had a difference with Obama about same-sex marriage. I've never mentioned a child about a President Obama. Never, never, never. If I did, find it. I've never yeah. said that. Uh, you did, and this is a quote. Okay, if, if you watch the men who have been caught having sex with little boys, you will note that all of them will say that they were molested as a child, Owen said at a news conference in 2012. For the president to condone this type of thing is irresponsible. He later walked those comments back saying he didn't think the president was condoning molestation. Is that not correct? That is correct. I, I've never felt the president was doing that. As a matter of fact, the president is a gentleman. We had a deep conversation with one of his key assistants to talk about the things that we disagreed with him on. And the only thing I disagreed with President Obama on was same-sex marriage. That's the only thing. Bitter reporters tried to get me to go into other avenues, and I would not do it because I feel same-sex marriage was ungodly. And I took that position then. I take so, it now. So, uh, you know, I know it's hard for you. You think it's hard to believe that Trump is racist, but he's repeatedly used racially charged language. He consistently attacks black and brown elected leaders. So why is that hard to believe? Well, I, I find President Trump uh, leaders of all colors. He he attacks who he will. He's his own man, and I can't I can't dictate what he should or should not do. But he does not just attack black people. He attacks anybody, and you know it. So, as a as a man of faith, as a Christian, you're saying he attacks anyone. Um, it sounds like you're condoning attacks. Is that Christianly or, or godly? I'm just stating a statement of fact. I'm not condoning anything. I'm stating a statement of fact. President Trump does not pick the people he attacks because of color. He attacks anybody he feels needed. And is that okay with you? Well, I'm not, I'm not his judge. But I've been attacked. Uh, let, let me tell you something. Let me give you a little background. I was at, in seminary, and I started recruiting students for this university. And I got criticism from my leaders, from many ministers. Why are you down at that white man's school? So I'm used to criticism. I couldn't believe it. We started out with three students and put 400 students in a university, inner city students, that this ministry, CAAP, was born out of, which was give me a chance ministry, asking the university to give these students a chance to go to college. So, Pastor, who had no listen, idea I appreciate, go to college. I yes. appreciate your appreciate your giving me your biography. I do, but in this, for the sake of time, because I don't have a lot of time with you, I have a lot of show ahead. What does that have to do with this? Right. Argument? Okay, then. I was criticized then, and I'm criticized now, directly or indirectly, for meeting with the president. What I'm trying to say is I do what I can to help our young people, wherever that is, however that is. 
and I have an agenda to help our black young people and poor people of any color throughout this country. I've done it, and I'm going to do it again. And I will work with the president on that agenda. Did you work with President Barack Obama on that agenda? I worked with all presidents on that agenda. All presidents. I'll work with anybody that wants to help this country and help our inner city young people. I don't want them to have to go through what I went through to get where I am. Thank God I'm blessed. Starting from nothing on the other side of scratch, I have three university degrees. I thank God for that because God blessed me in this great country. Pastor Owens, again, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Well, I bet Don Lemon won't have uh, Reverend Bill Owens on his show anymore. I think Bill handled him pretty well. Don was trying to do everything to get Reverend Owens to say that President Trump was a racist and that, that he uh, picked on people of color. And you heard what Reverend Owens said. He said he's picking on everybody. He attacks everybody. And then he tried to say, well, is that unchristian? And yet... Uh, I think Bill Owens did very, very good in standing up and saying, look, you know, uh, racist. He he didn't say anything about color of skin. He's not talking about color of skin. And yet the mantra of the mainstream media is to call Donald Trump a racist. They're saying that's the only way they think they can probably win in 2020. But uh, he wasn't the only one there. Let's see. Let's play a clip from our friend Alveda King. Let me get that. And uh, she was on Fox and Friends the next day. Take a listen to Dr. Alveda King, a good friend of this show. Thank you very much. Meanwhile, amid the battle over Baltimore, President Trump yesterday sat down with inner city faith leaders to talk about what is happening in their cities. Joining us right now is the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and a Fox News contributor, Dr. Alveda King. She was there for that meeting at the White House. Dr. King, good morning to you. Good morning, and our prayers for those who have lost uh, loved ones in California as well. Good morning, Indeed, Alveda, uh, good morning to you. Um, What can you tell us about the meeting with the president? Because uh, yesterday some suggested it was damage control after the back and forth with uh, Congressman Cummings and then with Al Sharpton because it wasn't on the schedule, but you say it was scheduled for quite a while. The meeting had been scheduled for several days and it was long before the tweet battle that's going on and we were invited to continue our discussions with the president and to have an update and report about some things that have been happening. Many of the leaders, the African-American leaders and pastors have met with the president before and we were concerned uh, almost mutually about the sanctity of life and ending abortion and all of that because we feel that there's a correlation between not caring for the babies in the womb and then your community, your individuals and everything will suffer. Uh, You know, I'm over at Civil Rights for the Unborn and that's my message. Now, different ones of us were concerned about different things but then collectively we agreed. The president spent a long time with us and the meeting was not a photo op. And and, uh, Dr. King, uh, did the topic of Baltimore and what you do about uh, a a lot of the areas like that that have had a lot of problems, did that come up? Well, actually, it did in different ways. Mm -hmm. I did say to the president, you know, Mr. President, I have pictures 
of you with uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson yeah. and Al, Reverend Al Sharpton when you gave them free rent for their business exploits and that kind of things and you support it and they gave you awards and all of that kind of thing. I have a picture with my goddaughter, Angela Stanton King, American King Foundation and Reverend Sharpton. But see, now they begin to hurl insults at the president. Nobody wants to understand that. And then with the president simply saying, your communities need to be fixed. And he said to uh, Representative Cummings, Elijah Cummings, who actually said, either abort the babies now or you'll abort them, you'll kill them later. You know, mm -hmm. he says things like that. But then you look at his community and you see individuals uh, suffering, you see the community suffering and family suffering. So all of us in that room, all the pastors are working to re reunite mm -hmm. American families, strengthen the economy. We talked about all of those things and they were presented very well by the leaders from around America. Sure, uh, but Dr. King, as you know, during your meeting, the backdrop was that the president was having this Twitter uh, back and forth with Al Sharpton and uh, Congressman Cummings as well. And some in the media have suggested that the president is a racist. We're going to play a little soundbite, then get your reaction. Let's do this. Another racist attack on an African-American member of Congress. A racist president who attacks people. He says he's not a racist, but the racists believe he's a racist. Donald Trump is a bigot and a racist. I don't, this isn't even subjective. He has a particular venom for blacks and people of color. Uh, Dr. King, what do you make of, of those uh, people's opinion of that? All of that news is absolutely fake. Even, for instance, the president did mention we were talking about Frederick Douglass, the Douglass Leadership Institute and everything, and President Trump's support for uh, the, the, all the work that Frederick Douglass did. He went on to just remind us that he cares about all Americans. You know, we all believe the same. That's something the president has said. One race, one human race. So he's not a racist, absolutely is not. And the programs that he has moved forward, the higher job market is right. helping African-Americans. The criminal justice mm -hmm. reform, helping African-Americans. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Dr. Alveda King, we thank you very much for joining us today and uh, sharing your recollections of your meeting yesterday with the president. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And that was Dr. Alveda King on Fox and Friends right after all the, the Trump tweets. And, and she was saying that President Trump is not a racist. And guess what? She also wrote a book with Dr. Ed Holliday. So Doc Holliday, Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland put out a book called Bedrock Truth. And you can get that book uh, right here on webtalkradio.net by going to the front page. And uh, if you see the book cover bedrock truth click on that it will take you to my web page where you can order the book and we would love to get that out to you and uh, like i said dr king and she's been on fox uh, interviewed many times and uh, we're just glad that uh, we got this book out together and i just want to remind you you're listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net and i have to tell you for uh, we do this show out Tupelo, Mississippi, and for Old Country Boy right here, uh, we try to keep up with politics at an angle he's not going to hear anywhere else. And listen, when four people walk out of the White House and, and for meeting with uh, President Trump that they spent a couple hours in, and the meeting had, and they get a picture, and it's Dean Nelson, <laughs> Dr. Alveda King, and uh, uh, Dr. Harry, Bishop Harry 
Jackson Jr. and Reverend Bill Owens. And I know all four of them. I'm thinking, well, doggone it, Doc Holliday. Uh, uh, maybe I should have been in that meeting too. But uh, I'm not in the inner city. I'm more of an old country boy. But I'm glad to have friends that can be invited to the White House. Like Reverend Bill Owens said, he's been four times in the last five months. And he talks about, you know, when uh, what he gets to tell the president. And and uh, I just want to say it's been a privilege to know these uh, great Americans. They are great Americans. And this is a story that is becoming more and more prevalent now. And President Trump, I'll, I'm, I'll say I'm like you. I'm scratching my head. Why he, is he doing these tweets and he's bringing on these attacks? They're calling him racist and racist and racist time and time again. But you know what? He said that people in Baltimore are thanking him. A lot of calls are coming to the White House thanking him. And I go back to why did we elect Donald Trump, who has never been in government before, who has not been a military leader. That's what we've always had as president. The first time we've elected a president of the United States who has not been uh, a leader in our military or uh, someone who's come up through the political system, been an uh, office holder of some uh, time. And we elected him. Why? To shake things up. And I go back to that because he is shaking things up in the inner cities and I think he's making some of these long-term congressmen who's, who are been elected term after term from some of these districts, they may be getting afraid, hey, what if people really want to change? Well, you know, maybe the Democrats who have a stranglehold over the voters in the inner cities, maybe what would happen if a Republican cleaned some things up? I don't know, but I'm telling you there's something going on here that President Trump is doing that's scaring the big devil out of some of these long-term uh, far-left politicians. And I just have to tell you that uh, Dean Nelson is also there, and I'm going to play a little clip where he was on television too. And then I, I told you about what, Dennis Prager had something to say after all this, and I, I think it'll we'll be able to sum that up very well. And so, listen to what Dean Nelson says, and and uh, and like I said, I want you to remember you're listening to us right here on WebTalkRadio.net. This is Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Doctor Ed Holliday, and we've got some new listeners because we've had some elections, and we talked about. We've had some candidates uh, in the state of Mississippi having a governor's race and transportation commissioner, a lot of things very important. And so we've got some new listeners. Thank you for listening in to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We've got listeners across the country, and this subject is so important to the future of our country, to our children and grandchildren. Who is being called racist and why? And what is a real racist? Well, we're going to get to what Dennis Prager said. First, let me play this uh, little clip of Dean Nelson of the Frederick Douglass Society. He went to the White House also at this meeting. Our next guest was also at the meeting. Reverend Dean Nelson is chairman of the Douglas Leadership Institute. That's a national education and public policy organization. Thank you so much for being with us. What was discussed in the meeting? Uh, yesterday's meeting was one that was a follow-up from the one that they had last year, and it was basically designed to hear 
from uh, African American leaders from around the country regarding the initiatives that the president uh, started last year. So we discussed criminal justice reform, uh, economic opportunity, um, the First Step Act, as well as opportunity zones. And a number of the ministers inside uh, really affirmed the president's commitment to pro-life uh, as uh, those African-American ministers uh, understand the sacredness of human life and its uh, abortions devastation on the African-American community. I'm, I'm curious though, did anyone challenge the president about his tweets on Representative Cummings and the four Democratic women of color that he tweeted earlier this month? Um, the tweets from Baltimore uh, and the others didn't come up directly. Uh, the only time that Baltimore was mentioned, uh, Secretary Carson uh, did bring it up, uh, but they were a number of ministers, I'm proud to say they were in the room, who took the opportunity to, in I believe a professional uh, way, to uh, ask the president to, um, well, I'll say they provided some constructive advice for the president as it relates to communicating um, with uh, African Americans and the communities of color. And I thought that he responded uh, to their, uh, their suggestions very well. Constructive advice, maybe toning down some of this language a little bit? Um, I think that if you were in the room, you would have you would have gotten that that sense um, uh, Four of them that I'm thinking about specifically uh, came at it at a number of ways. But uh, I think that the, the message was received. And um, as I understand, even today, the uh, the president uh, had a couple of tweets that were quite affirming of uh, Democrats and Republicans working together. Uh, I saw him shaking hands with the lieutenant governor of Virginia today. Uh, so I believe that um, he is demonstrating um, I think a bipartisan approach, uh, and let's uh, we'll see. I mean, I know that uh, you know he's from Queens. He grew up in a different kind of an environment than maybe some of us, and uh, he's a fighter. But uh, I believe that his intentions to make good on the promises uh, to urban communities is real, and I'm hoping that people will not only look at uh, or listen to the things that he said, but also look at the things that he's done. And that was Dane Nelson made an interview on EWTN Network. So. Uh, I, I wanted to, you to hear those clips because uh, they're so important to our nation now. And these are leaders that are being brought forward on the national scene that they've been on there before, but now in a, a new context. And so I'm glad to be friends of these uh, great Americans. And, I, and their work is cut out for them. And I don't really understand exactly what I was going on. I don't understand the president's method and direction he's going but i'm saying our country needs a shake-up and he's shaking up the thought that some of these inner cities who just think we're going to be hopeless forever that maybe a republican could clean some stuff up i don't know but i do know this dennis prager with all this going on and he is a jewish columnist and a radio show but I wanted to bring forward some of the things that, uh, uh, what he had an article, and he said that how to tell if a Trump supporter is racist. And he said, ask any white conservative, including one who supports Trump, the following three questions. He had this in an article, and this question number one, do you have more in common with and are you personally more comfortable in the company of a white leftist or a black conservative. Now, question number two. Would you rather have nine white leftists or nine black conservatives on the U.S. Supreme Court? Good question. Question number three. 
Would you rather your child marry a black Christian conservative or a white non-Christian liberal? So this is what he said. He's asked this question a lot of people. He says, of course, a white racist would prefer the whites in each case. And he says he's asked these questions to thousands of Trump supporters at lectures and on his radio show, and not once as a white, as a white Trump-supporting conservative said he or she would be more comfortable in the presence of a white leftist than a black conservative. And, and, and on the other questions. And so Dennis Prager brought out something. If it's racist, it's about skin color, and, and the president is not talking about skin color. He is attacking Elijah Cummings because he was attacked first. He's from Queens. You heard Dean Nelson say, we may not be familiar with his mannerisms because he grew up in Queens, and he's a tough guy, and he fights back. And America's not used to that sometimes. And you're used to Republicans running in a corner and saying, oh, please forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Oh, please, I didn't know what I was doing. And then the media jumps on that like a bleeding dog or bleeding animal. And they just, and the Republicans are just caught in a corner and they get called racist, racist, racist. And, and Donald Trump, he said it the other day on the news, said, I am the least racist person in the entire world now he sometimes he has hyperbole some people don't believe that but he said but we've heard dr alveda king reverend bill owen and dean nelson but they don't believe president trump is racist and then uh, the media has gotten most people convinced that he is the majority and again is racism being used to promote a leftist agenda, leftist politics? When does racism, the cry of, we've heard the old story about uh, the boy crying wolf. Well, if you, everything's a racist, then what is not racist? And if you water down the term racism, <laughs> And I've said it many times before, and Dr. Alveda King, would, you remember, she'll say, we are one blood, one race. And you really can't even use the word racism. We've talked about that before. If they're one race, you can't have racism because there's only one race. The whole myth is blown apart. When you agree we're one race, the human race, one blood, one race, and then you don't have racism. You do have people who don't like people with different skin color, yes. But we're one race. Why don't we start saying that and living like it? Maybe it would change America. I hope you listen to this show, and I hope you understand that here that uh, we want to present things you might not hear anywhere else. And that's why we had this show. And I hope you'll go back and listen to it again if you didn't catch all the what every everybody said but i hope you tell your friends and neighbors about this doc holiday's rock splitting politics show very important we've heard it from uh, several people now that president trump is not a racist would mainstream media say it <laughs> they're too busy trying to get their socialism into america all right see you next week we're going to talk about the Democrats presidential race in the presidential race going on. We got a good show next week. Gonna tell you about that and see you then.
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.